0: For different children it affects them in different ways, but more than anything he, he learnt the leadership skills, he watched the leadership skills of the team, he learnt what it was like to be part of a, a really tight bonded team. The beaches, the swimming, the communities, the surf clubs, the pubs, it's just a brilliant place to live. let's face it.
1: Hi, everyone, and welcome to this episode of Coogee Voice. Today, we're talking with Nikki Page, who's an ambassador for the Positive Rugby Foundation. We'll be learning about the foundation and the work they do, why kids need to play sport, and the challenges of being a parent in the eastern suburbs. Nikki, welcome to Coogee Voice. Born in
0: London, let's start off. How did you end up in the eastern suburbs? Thank you. Yes, thanks for having me here today. Um, How did I end up in the eastern suburbs? Well, a bit of a long story. I was actually born and bred in London, as you know, and I was sponsored to come and work out here. I had technology skills that were needed in Australia in 1996, and I managed to get in contact with an IBM business partner that sponsored me to come and live and work in Australia. And I really had. You know, such an ambition that if I'm going to come from a place like London that was, you know, not by the ocean, not by some beautiful beaches, why would I want to live anywhere else apart from the east of Sydney? So that's why I first of all picked Bondi and then worked my way down the beaches as as my family grew and... uh, here I am, 20 years later. And you're living in Clovelly now, aren't you? I love Clovelly. Clovelly's home for me. Where else would you want to be around those areas? Really, that coastal walk and those beaches are just beautiful. Yeah. Great place for a family. Now, Nikki, you're involved uh, in an area
1: sport that I love, rugby. Yeah. Um, but you're on the advisory board of the Positive Rugby Foundation. Can you tell the listeners a little bit about the Positive Rugby Foundation and also how
0: and why you got involved? Yeah, sure. So... It all started approximately two years ago now through my son, Oscar, who was 14 at the time. He was going through a really challenging phase of life. It started off with bullying at school, which just exacerbated with mobile phones and social media. He'd sit in his room and he really got himself into a dark space, really struggled with anxiety and depression And to a point where he was really questioning his will to live. He really was questioning his purpose in life. And he was going into a dark place and I knew that we were in trouble as a family. So I looked at what does he love? Where do we start with this? What can we do to actually get some fun and excitement back into his life? I had taken him out of that school and it was about filling that void, filling that gap and realising what he was passionate about again. So luckily I had some contacts with the TARS and Tim Rapp. Very kindly, I've got a lot to thank Tim for the GM of the TARS. He offered to take Oscar on work experience for a couple of weeks, just whilst I worked out his next school. And it was a life-changing experience for Oscar. It really was. He followed the team around. He picked up the footy balls. He held water bottles for them. He held boxing pads. He did everything in the life of a Waratah for a couple of weeks. But more than anything, he, he learned the leadership skills. He watched the leadership skills of the team. He learned what it was like to be part of a a really tight-bonded team, what it was like to train together, play games together, just become that real male bonding friendship. And he really analysed, Tim really got him to analyse what is the quality of a leader. It's not just about the game, it's about the leadership skills of the men. So that's really what he focused on. And through that experience, Oscar was hooked. He was addicted. He loved it. He loved being part of a community. He, it gave him a sense of purpose, being part of, of that whole program. So I initially said to Tim, once we was finished, oh, that was an amazing experience. It was literally life-changing for Oscar. It gave him a new sense of, I'm gonna be I'm going to get into rugby. This is what I want to do. I want to go to a school that's a rugby school. So we moved him to King's. So I said to Tim Rapp, how can I repay you? This is just unbelievable what you've done here for us and I will be forever thankful. What can I do in return? This is a community thing. So, And he said, look, we are looking to put together a foundation, the Positive Rugby Foundation. It's very early stages and we'd love your help with that, particularly with my business background. So I said, yep, great, whatever I can do to help. And it's taken us a good year I'd say to get the message out there and we're still working on getting the message out there but basically it's about raising money to help other children like Oscar that went through a challenging time both with mental health and physical health but not just mental and physical well-being to give children disadvantaged children, children in rural areas, women and girls that want to get into rugby, um, elite rugby coaching so really Just sponsoring rugby from the grassroots to help children that otherwise wouldn't know about the sport and the the greatness of the sport. There are so many sports that kids in Australia have access to. And I think that's
1: one of the things that we're incredibly lucky with. Yeah. What is the difference between rugby
0: union and any other sport? You know, if you'd asked me that a few years ago, especially coming from England, I would say, look, it's just another game. I didn't realise the depth of rugby that until Oscar really needed it, until I saw men, boys, hugging in the mud, <laughs> real teamwork, <laughs> bonding, real friendship, the dignity, the honour, the leadership skills. I mean, you've just seen the World Cup recently, right? The men that are big strong men on the field with enormous hearts off the field. They're all tears in their eyes, you know, just so proud to represent their country. I think it was the leadership skills, the sense of purpose, the belonging, the dignity, the honour, all of those great things that teaches boys to become young men. And that's what it's shown, Oscar. It's shown him a pathway through rugby union and how to get through those challenging times of teenagers. But it's not just for boys, as you know yourself, girls to women as well. It's really teaching those... Great qualities of a human being. Uh, Absolutely I couldn't
1: agree with you anymore. I want to know though like you've seen this firsthand how important is it for young people to get involved in team sport ideally they're playing rugby union that is my favorite sport on earth (laughs) but maybe more broadly how important do you think it is for young people to be involved and in particular in team sport growing up?
0: Oh look Particularly experienced, and I've got a daughter as well who's involved in team sport. She's in soccer. And I think you can never underestimate team sport, particularly now more than ever. We know that child suicide rates are higher than ever. We know that there's more anxiety and mental health issues in teenagers than ever. We know that mobile phones are changing uh, teenage brains, that social media gives them uh, you know, a sense of attachment continuously and it's, it's addictive and hard for them to put it down. So sport gives them another outlet, and more so than ever, it's actually putting that device down, getting out there, getting fit, bonding with people face-to-face, arm-in-arm, scrum-to-scrum, whatever it may be, uh, and just giving them uh, another sense of purpose, ex- good exercise, good physical exercise, as well as you know strong friendships that you'll have for life, and that community bond that they have I mean now we're looking at Oscars in year 12 he's got a great tremendous community in Kings as a school now we're looking at let's leverage rugby as he leaves school to continue that community and sense of belonging that he has there and that's how important it is for kids. Nikki
1: you've been an incredibly senior executive do you see that there's any correlation with young people that have played and been engaged in team sport and their
0: success and their capacity to work, particularly in teams, in business? Without a doubt. there. You can tell immediately when you've got somebody in your workplace that has played a team sport. They are team players in the workplace as well. For, for example, coming from the tech industry where we have a lot of projects for customers, there's always deadlines to meet. You can tell the ones that have been team players that actually spur the rest of the team on, help the other members of the team to, to meet their deadlines and get across the line. It just shows different qualities in a person, in an individual, and it's leadership skills. They've learned those leadership skills. They've learned how to work with different personalities, to problem solve, to overcome hurdles, to, to really mental toughness, grit, resilience, all of those things that you Find in sport, particularly team sports, as well as individual sports, but more so over team sport. When you're in the workplace, you really—it's—it's it's the people that have played those sports that really come to to the surface in in the corporate environment for sure.
1: I just want to go back uh, and talk a little bit about youth mental health. Uh, you've got young kids live in the eastern suburbs. What do you see as a mother? Are some of the things that are driving that within our community?
0: Look, there are a number of factors and. For different children, it affects them in different ways. I've got two teenagers, both 15 and 16, very different children. Uh, My son had less self-confidence and resilience as a younger child. And growing up in the eastern suburbs, he was quite uh, an introvert. He would allow others, he was a follower rather than a leader. He would allow others to influence him a little bit more And he really didn't have the self-confidence. He tried hard to fit in. So coupled that with everybody's competing uh, in the eastern suburbs, there's lots of money, there's not necessarily the parents around knowing where their children are, there's not as much for them to do. They're having hangouts in parks a little bit more. They're not busy enough in my mind around these areas. And then you include mobile phones, you include video games, you include just the anxiety of all of that that builds together It's asking for trouble with mental health issues. And I did not realise that. I was a mum that almost missed that with my son. And it wasn't until Oscar was 14 that that really came home to roost that I realised, oh, my goodness, these kids need to be a lot busier, worn out, they need to flop into bed at night (laughs) (laughs) through sport. So that became my strategy, parenting through exhaustion. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> Whereas my daughter, she's a very different child. She loves sport naturally anyway, so she was, you know, wearing herself out and I kept going with that. So I cannot uh, just stress the importance of eastern suburbs, money, time, devices, parents not necessarily – busy. parents are busy. Parents are working to pay for the lifestyle in the east. And, of course, the elephant in the room is in the east because there is a lot more money. There's a lot more access to drugs and alcohol and for teenagers that's a real issue today. You know, it's it's just they need to they need to find another outlet and no better outlet than sport. Nikki, so what's the role of the foundation? So the main role of the foundation is to grow rugby from the grassroots for people that don't necessarily have access to to mainstream clubs and schools. Just to give you some examples of where they've been investing from the charity, schools and juniors, country and regional development. They've recently done a campaign to go out to regional New South Wales schools just to get more people interested from the grassroots. Elite youth development, women's rugby, Indigenous programs and Western Sydney development is where they're focusing the investment. That's great. If anyone wants to get involved with the foundation or if they want to support it, how can they do that? Oh, look, we're always looking for volunteers, people that can sponsor both privately and through corporates, uh, philanthropic donations, and if they want to get involved, they can go on the web. You can literally search in Google Mm -hmm. Positive Rugby Foundation and you'll find it or go to waratahs.com.au forward slash foundation or get in contact with us and I'll put you in contact with Greg Mum, who's heading up the foundation for New South Wales Rugby. That's fantastic. I'll make sure I put a link into the
1: bio. Brilliant. Thank you. So just a couple other questions before we go. What do you love most about the eastern suburbs?
0: I think it's got to be the outdoor lifestyle. The, the beaches, the swimming, the communities, the surf clubs, the pubs. Uh, it's just a brilliant place to live, let's face it. I mean, the sculptures by the sea are on at the moment and I just pinch myself every day that this is my home. So it's a beautiful place to live. What do you see as the major challenges that our community is facing? Major challenges. Apart from you know being top of mind for me, teenagers, keeping teenagers busy and occupied in the East, it's encouraging them to, to really be part of a community, whether that's through sport or uh, just through other outlets. Uh, I think it's really pulling the community together. I think Coogee and Ranwick do that very, very well from what I've seen. Uh, obviously, everybody will have something else that's a challenge for them top of mind, but that's really been where I've been at today with my kids. If there was anything you could change or fix in the area, what would that be? God, I love how she springs this one on you and doesn't give me any time to think about it.
1: First answer is normally the closest. Yeah,
0: right. Anything I could change or fix in the area, cars and parking. Is that really boring to say that? (laughs) Not at all. (laughs) I mean, Clovelly is is still a free car park, thank goodness. But, yeah, it's getting really hard. Cars and parking is – traffic is getting so busy in the area. So final three questions – your favourite cafe or place
1: to eat, favourite
0: beach, and where can you get the best coffee? Ooh, favourite place to eat, I think at the moment it has to be the van on Clovelly Road. Fabulous little wine bar at night there. We could do with a few more wine bars. Um, favourite cafe and coffee has to be Gordon's, I think, on Clovelly Road. Yep, yeah, they're my pigs. <laughs> and favourite beach? Favourite beach, Coogee. Yep, yeah, it's just a nice family beach, great surf.
1: Nikki, thank you so much for joining us on Could You Voice for this episode. I'll see you around the beach. Oh, my pleasure.
0: Thank you for having me.